Hi hello and welcome to Saturday Architecture. Please do subscribe and share your feedback on all the episodes that you hear. Your feedback is very important to us. Have fun listening to this podcast. This is Kumaran your host. Yeah, so uh, in today's uh, call, we had kind of summarized it, right? We were talking about technical debt. And as we discussed, something that came out is a debt is basically in any world is we take resources from somebody. And if we haven't delivered value to them, the difference between the resources taken and the value delivered is the debt. It can be financial debt. It can be technical debt. Being architecture, we're just looking at it from a technical debt. And we kind of mapped it to the different pillars of the ISA architecture of whether it's business technology, strategy, design. And we are kind of going through that to check which one is actually impacting technical debt. And interestingly, as we discussed, I discovered or we jointly discovered that the pillars affecting the technical debt varies from project to project. So if there is a very good business vision and there's a technical and there is a technical capability problem within the team, then the human dynamics pillar is responsible for building the debt. In some cases, the business is not clear about what they want. In that case, the BTS pillar would be responsible for building the technical debt. In some cases, the technical team is capable and the business is also fairly clear, but then there is a uh, pressure to deliver it quickly. So in that case, the uh, design will drive it and there is a contribution of bts also in that case because the business pressure is making us do things so because of the business we consciously take a con uh, conscious decision to compromise on quality let's call it trade-off a better word for it and because of that we do a trade-off on the design as well so ultimately the code that we land up with is of low quality so if you look at the thing, low quality code kind of leads to uh, lower productivity and then uh, because of that, it leads to technical debt. So we keep getting into this loop more and more. So the question that I have for each of you would be, now that we have understood, kind of get a picture of technical debt is, how does it apply to your project and how do you see that manifesting and what do you think you can do to handle it and your experiences from the past on how you handle technical debt? Nitho, would you like to go first? Yeah, Kumaran. So basically, uh, this happens so often when it comes to projects that are in the time pressure. And at the same time, we have expectation from the customer to have a certain level of quality. Uh, so we... we also call this quadrant uh, projects where like you know, we are in the last uh, minute uh, last hour of the delivery uh, we will have if we have some sort of uh, uh, requirements not uh, you know uh, completed yet um, which are functionality is not completed yet uh, high fidelity uh, defects that are there and also uh, the low fidelity defects uh, which also need to be delivered but if you look at it most of the time, like, you know, these low fidelity defects might be very uh, too many. One and, second. Um, 
fidelity defects are going to be too many in numbers so what we had to do is we not only uh, just focus on the important ones and the features and the high fidelity defects but also at least take one person uh, to work on all these low fidelity defects but it's counterintuitive why would you like work on it but in a way like you know in terms of the number of things that you had to do say for example you might actually have a hundred uh, defects uh, in the backlog i mean just an example but uh, you know because it's very easy to fix the other ones like you know, we we will see day by day like you know uh, the defects counts goes by like you know 100 to 80 to 20 but given that uh, the number of it all not only gives the um, you know feeling good feeling for the team that they are like you know closing in but also it gives the the time for us to like you know work on the high fidelity ones maybe a few days um, before we can actually fix that one so this is how we deal with the the technical debts uh, in terms of release. Uh, the interesting analogy what you're telling is in finance, one of the strategies to handle debt is you knock off the lower uh, value debts first so that the number of debtors who you have to deal with, with becomes less. So you're taking a low value debt and clearing it off first. So it gives confidence to you and your team and all the stakeholders and it gives you some breather to do take on the bigger debts instead of going after the bigger debts first would that be the strategy to handle technical debt as well yeah and not only like you know just going at the low one uh, uh, as the first but just that like you know we don't have to forget that uh, we always like you know focus on the bigger ones but then again we at least spend uh, uh, you know more than zero percent effort to actually deal with the lower hanging fruits as well. In a traffic light model, we would call that the green zone items. Yes, we don't want to um, like you know, ignore the green ones. Okay. Thanks, uh, Nitu. Rajesh, you are? Yes, yes, comrade. Uh, so, uh, I had a, uh, I experienced this uh, in, in my last deliverable, uh, right? Um, uh, where the, Business problem is to de deliver uh, uh, a feature to 18 countries, uh, right? Uh, so we need to deviate from our existing uh, architecture by developing uh, the uh, feature for each country, right? We need to auto-generate the feature uh, by dy dynamic uh, rendering, right? Uh, so there, we don't know, uh, right? It's, it's not a regular architecture. You need to re-architecture the thing, and we don't have a time. It has to be delivered in a release, right? So within one and a half months, in a, in a three to four sprint, uh, right? We started with the basic uh, architectures or the design, uh, right? And uh, each sprint, we refactor that, uh, and at the end of the sprint, we come up with uh, the easier uh, design, uh, right? So this helps me to uh, even I tried it right I don't have uh, experience refactoring frequent refactoring like this uh, so it's for me and for my team right I, I it helps to understand how refactor works and how the unit testing helps in refactoring right how to address that technical depth right you cannot I, I strongly believe uh, actually no one can design your perfect system in the in the beginning right it has to be evolved in the each cycle, right? Uh, but you should have your guts and accept acceptance to do that, right? 
usually if we say to your managers or other stakeholders i need to the refactoring they will worry about on delivery right you didn't inform anyone right uh, it is uh, refactoring uh, um, the spring cycle right they refactored the design and end of the design we, we told that in a uh, one and a half month we changed our basic design three times right uh, actually now the team has a confident now right uh, we can refactor uh, our code at any time it's right? uh, kind of interesting uh, you know know that your managers might watch this right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had informed them now. <laughs> now, okay. now everyone knows this. <laughs> knows this. So it's kind of interesting what you said is that accepting the fact that any architecture will have technical debt. So an engineering mindset is I want to build a solution which doesn't have technical debt, which is not possible. So the key thing is to accept that we will have technical debt and we have a strategy to address the technical debt. And one thing which I got, Rajesh, is ability to refactor code and handle it both from a management perspective and a technical perspective is a key way to handle technical debt it's a strategy refactoring is one strategy and planning that in your release is a great way of handling technical debt the other one was what nitto was talking about is picking up the uh, let's say the lower handle of gold ones which will give confidence and momentum yeah so tiru what's your experience around uh, technical debt and handling so we have been requested to enable one of uh, market with you know faster payment which that market doesn't have it that feature uh, they want to go with an one short span of time in the same quarter to enable it as they have gained more customers for the faster uh, faster payments to onboard it and uh, we started developed and uh, the <clears throat> the near future time they have been requested a lot of you know ui features uh, which we haven't planned it earlier and they want to go with it at any cost in the same phase uh, that is you know though insisted by or forced by the customers right so what the <clears throat> the project management team did as we doesn't have an uh, ua you know in uh, specialist within the team uh, they have you know hired the people from the other team and they have you know prioritized all the ua features and uh, they have delivered most of the ua feature on the same phase itself so what was the technical debt that got incurred here uh the important thing the customer is ready to spend you know any any cost for this to to enable this feature in those market and even got funded with you know um, for all the features so in a way in, in this case what you are telling is because the business was aligned you didn't have to build technical debt so if you can get the business buy in you might not build technical debt so that's another way of if you are able to get the business in in this case maybe it was customers need but essentially the business was kind of well aligned so you didn't have to build technical debt into the project you had funding you could get additional resources and kind of deliver well correct excellent So, so prevention is better than cure, kind of. Exactly. So that's another interesting way of avoiding technical debt, right? Like if you get the right resources, then you might not need to build technical debt also. Okay. So it's about aligning with businesses. So it's a great discussion. So basically, we kind of looked at what technical debt is, where it's built, and different strategies that's available there. One is could be 
doing it quicker and taking the small ticket item ones. The other one, as Thiru was telling, if you have an alignment with business, that's something that you could take care. But the essential thing is be aware that there will be technical debt and the objective of an architect is to keep reducing it over a period of time. Okay. Thanks all of you for joining. See you in the next call.